welcome to Nerd Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Bo, and with me, as always, is the lovely Crystal. Hello. And David. Hello. Why did I get that unlovely, David? Uh, and the uh, not-quite-as-lovely, second-only-to-Crystal, <laughs> David. Hello. <laughs> and uh, I guess, if you haven't already figured out yet, I'm hosting this week, so uh, David gave me the reins to show... Let me steer the ship. I'm I'm piloting this boat uh, that they call a podcast, and and uh, I you know in in all fairness, you let me know like over a week ago. It was a month uh, ago. It was a month ago, even. I, I believe it. I totally believe it because a I have no concept of time, and b I am totally what you would call a procrastinator. Right. Um, I just put all the show notes together. I just just did it just now, right? You know, while you guys were making coffee. Right. And um, but I think we got a pretty rad show. I think this is going to work out. But I just I just wanted to put that out there at the beginning of the show. That this is uh, this might be a little more casual than usual, and uh, you know we'll see how this goes. Um, I got a feeling that you're going to get all kinds of letters from people uh, <laughs> saying that they would like you to hand the reins over to me more often. I'm sure that that's going to be a thing. It's going to be we're going to stage a coup. Me and uh, me and uh, Crystal are going to just totally overthrow. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a mutiny. If it generates letters, David's not going to mind. Yeah, actually, I will be pleased with that. If I if I seriously get a single letter or email saying we want Bo to take over Family, I'll be like, that's fine with me. <laughs> I don't know that I could actually. I don't know that I can handle the pressure. The pressure every week. Um, but uh, so let's start out just by saying, like, how have you guys been doing this week? Uh, what's been going on in the lovely nerdy Australian culture? No. Couple. I'm going to say couple. <laughs> Not much. I've, I've just got over my third cold for the year. I know, you're you're you, like diseased. Yeah, it's working with the public. Yeah, working with oh, the public. Oh, man. <laughs> it's not the greatest. Yeah, it's, it's flu season in Australia, so it's... Uh, well, it's not really. Yeah. Well, I suppose it is... It's supposed was, to be almost winter, but it's going to be 21 degrees today, which is There was an alert warm. on the news that it was flu season. The news doesn't lie to you. Yes, it The is. news always tells the truth. Lies. <laughs> they always lie. They can't bring um, up the real truth. <laughs> is that what it is? Yes. Um, um, yeah, well, my side, yeah, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. But I'm playing some uh, the, my upset, my new obsession, Star Wars uh, X-wing miniatures uh, every now and again. Uh, I played a game a couple of nights ago with a young man from work. He came over and had some dinner and played some games. That was pretty cool. And he won. He's, he's luring people with food now. That's what it is. I'm like a, I'm like a crack dealer. <laughs> the first taste is free. Here's some dinner to go with it. I know you can relate to this because you've played a lot of like card games and stuff. But that is always the problem. Is like whenever you start a new game, uh, it, it's hard to find somebody that also plays. You know, and it's like you always end up just going, ah, let's just play magic. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's, it's I'm having that trouble right now with dice masters. You're you're literally the only person that plays dice masters. And we don't even live in the same country, and you're the only person <laughs> I've played the game with. It's uh, it's it's really frustrating. I hate, I, and I, I think that that's a that's probably the appeal of like a of like a Hearthstone over over a game like Magic, is because you can you can just queue up with anybody. But then again, I think that it's kind of one of those. It's not as much fun because it's impersonal. Then it's just competitive, you know. Yeah, you and played you played you that lose. online online Magic together, and yeah, is, is it good? Yeah, I have played it. It's not nearly as good as Hearthstone. I don't mean the game itself, but the actual app is just not as good as Hearthstone. Ah, okay. Yeah, Hearthstone's like, very polished. Yeah, it's not polished. It's really glitchy. It doesn't feel. It just doesn't feel as fluid as as, as Hearthstone does. Um, and I'm kind of falling out of like good graces with Magic because I just feel like 
if you're not if you're playing magic you're playing to try to top eight somewhere like it's like no mm. one just plays magic for fun anymore mm. somehow somehow hearthstone has just sucked all the fun out of magic i still think it's a better game but i just don't feel like anybody plays magic just just for shits and giggles they only they only play competitively <laughs> there's a there's a magic game variant called um the cube or cube or something Do you know anything about that yeah, yeah, I had a cube going for a while. It's basically um, the back when Magic was still fun. We we had a uh, a group of people that would get together every week, and we all pulled cards for the cube, and it was like all good cards. It's like drafting, but with only good cards. So like you have like a huge pile, two hundred, three hundred cards or something, and then you split it into packs of eleven cards, and you basically just do a draft out of those cards. But it, it's like if you opened a draft. Um, you know, booster pack, and it had like only good cards. That's that's kind of what a, uh, a cube is. I was introduced to that to, to that concept because uh, I recently visited a card store in order to sell some of my magic cards. Yeah, and uh, the guy at the counter just his eyes. I've never seen someone's eyes widen. So when he when he saw what cards I had to sell, he was like, "You uh, had, yeah, yeah." yeah he's like, "We'll take good. we'll take all of these." I was like, all right, that's cool. I said, what? I mean, you can't actually play with them though anymore, right? can't you? I mean, they're all like, you know, they're all unlimited and from the series unlimited. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, but we we have, we play here. We play here in the store, and uh, one of the games we play is is um, what did he call it? He called it something cube and uh, legend cube, maybe or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. And uh, I was it, like, oh, it's, it's, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't played Magic for many Everybody years. Everybody kind of has like their house rules for what's allowed in, in a cube. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so they they allow um, the power nine and all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, we've got a bit sort of magic together and geeky here, but yeah, yeah. So um, so I actually used you know a couple of those cards for like store credit for stuff and and uh, yeah, it was good. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. No, I was pretty. I was very pleased with his reaction. Just stuff for X Wing stuff. Well, yeah, I got some X Wing stuff. <laughs> I, got, I got I got one of the actual official FFG X Wing playmats, and my god, that thing is a thing of beauty. It's very pretty. Oh my god, it's, it's almost like a tablecloth. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It's 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 Death Star two hovering above Endor. And it's just it looks lenticular. It looks like it's a hologram. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's, the, just, the, the it's so pretty. It's worth everything. The surface is very nice on it. Uh, it's almost a fabric. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a vinyl thing. That was our ad for FFGs. <laughs> X-Men Miniatures uh, Playmats. <laughs> Send your Playmats. So, I know you guys have already talked about it, but I wasn't on the episode and I recently saw Civil War. And uh, I have a lot of different uh, stuff I want to discuss about it, but... Uh, I wasn't on that episode and haven't listened to it. In general, what what did you two think of of the movie? Just was, a generalized. We'll start there. Right. I, I was I was pleased about the comedy. They got the comedy right, and uh, and it was yeah enough of it to keep me happy. That was my favorite bit. The comedy. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I thought it was an almost perfect superhero film, and yeah, it's if it if Winter Soldier <laughs> didn't exist, then it would probably be my, probably my yeah face. It's 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 currently my second or third favorite Marvel film. I like it better than Winter Soldier. Yeah, well, there you go. I do too. Yeah, yeah I, I do like, too. I, I, I think that. <laughs> I I want to say all right. Let's do that. Let's rate the Marvel because I'll tell you. I think it's my second favorite Marvel movie. Um, okay. But I put Guardians of the Galaxy ahead of it. Right. Yeah. That's that's but, that's 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 a fair. No, I'd put it ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy, but only because I like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. 
so much. Mm. And, I was yeah. like, and, I, and I, <laughs> that's why I like it better than Winter Soldier because I, Captain America is a boring character. No! <laughs> Lies! <laughs> He's just so boring. He's a hero for our nation. Not our nation. I, I really like... Yeah. Well, He's really got Captain like Australia. <laughs> We've adopted him. We'd like to do with all this American content. <laughs> Captain World. Yeah, yeah, Captain Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so, ben, what, I, you, I, so I, what, what, what did you think about it? Oh, yeah, I really dug it. I, you know, uh, I, I said I said on the last episode I was on, I think that was the last episode I was on, I said that I thought that it was going to be terrible. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think it was terrible. I definitely don't think I think it was good. I liked it. But I still think that it, it fits into what I was what I was talking about, about how, like, superhero movies are just graded on a different scale. But... It's hard not to, though, right? Like, oh. what would you compare it to? Like, how do you compare Anomalisa to to Amazing or to you know Civil War? Like, it, it it has to be on a different scale, I guess. I mean, it's it's all it's become its own genre of movies. It's like it's like comparing a comedy to an action film. You know, it's just superhero movies that they they created a, a new genre, spandex genre. I don't know, <laughs> but like the it's but I don't know. There's a part of me that I think that. Like people overlook things in superhero movies, and they just give it a pass, mm. and they're like, "Oh, well, it's it's it was great because it." You know, I wonder how much of it is I really love that movie, or how much of it is well, I want to look like the biggest Captain America fan, so I have to show that I really love it, mm. and 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 I feel like there's people out there that do that, and, and I think that's what annoys me about superhero movies is that it's almost like they're almost given a pass. Like if you like that character. You know, but I guess I can relate to that because I said that about Wow. I'm gonna the Wow movie would have to be horrible for me to hate it. You know, so yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. have but you got, have you got like a know. plus three stars rating for Wow even before you even see it? Yeah, no, I'm giving it at least three three stars. So like, <laughs> if it's a six, I'm gonna say it's a nine, and and so on. I'm gonna give it three stars no <laughs> matter awesome. what. <laughs> did you did you read it? Did you read about the just a slight tangent? But did you, did you read about the Chinese Wow movie that's coming out? No, but I do have some wow news I want to talk about, so right. um, bring it up when we get there. All right, okay, cool. All right, we'll, get, we'll, we'll come back don't, to it. I'm going to write it down so we don't forget. Yeah, write it down. <laughs> I actually saw the headline, but I haven't I haven't read that yet. Um, but anyway, back to Civil War, uh, I'll tell you, like, I'll, for example, here's some things that irked me about the movie. Uh, and again, I do want to say I'm not just going to crap on the movie. I did like the movie. I'm not just going to hate on it, okay? Mm. So if you're listening... And A, if you're listening and you don't want to hear spoilers, there may be some. I'm going to try not to be too over the top, but there may. It's impossible not to give some spoilers. Right. Um, but um, one thing that bugged me, uh, Zemo builds that machine in his hotel room. Yeah. How does he get it out of the hotel room? Like, how does he get it out of the hotel? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> He's so right. How does he get out of the hotel room? Because it's a superhero that kind of, film. That's that kind of bugged me a little bit. <laughs> It 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 felt a little weird that he went to that they went to that the place where the Winter Soldiers were just so he can kill them, just to show you. I I didn't know. I I kept thinking that the movie was going to build to like oh he's going to wake one of them up. Mm. I didn't know where that was going. And then whenever it just turns out again, spoiler. Sorry if if anybody didn't heed my last warning. And then they get there and they're all just you know they're all just dead. Like I didn't really know where that was going. Like what? What do you think that they? What was that plot device for? Just to get them all there? 
Yeah, basically just to get them there. It was yeah. a bit of a surprise because I was expecting them to sort of be have to fight the super soldiers. Mm. Um, yeah, so but that, that's the one time a Marvel movie has actually surprised me. I actually, I was I actually, they... I was cool with it. Yeah. I was actually yeah. a big twist because I mean the obvious thing would be that he was luring them there for a trap to fight against the other Winter Soldiers. Mm. Yeah, and when they turn up and they're all dead, I was like, wow, that's a that's an, ab- an abrupt turn. Did not expect that. I'll, I'll say too though, like if they had done that, it would have been way too similar to Batman versus Superman. Yeah, because I mean that's basically what happens in Batman versus Superman is the villain is is pitting the two heroes against each other, and then he's got this you know third ultimate power that he can throw out on to, to try to just throw in the mix and make it worse. Mm. So I mean it would have been way too similar to that had they have done it. So I'm kind of glad they didn't. And honestly, like that that like brawl at the end of the movie uh, between those characters was my favorite scenes of the movie i mean that was great mm. so i'm glad it did turn out the way it did but i kind of you know i don't know it's it's double it's it's double-sided for me is on the one hand i'm like why do they even do that but then i'm kind of like it's cool that they did so i don't know how i feel about that but i think you know i can i can let that pass but there was a few just just a few things in the movie that i just thought was a little odd i don't, I don't think they used uh black widow enough mm. um I, I feel like she should have been she could have been a bigger I think I like the role that she did have, and I like that she had her moment, like whenever they're trying to get to the um, to the airplane thing, and, and she shoots uh, Black Panther. I thought she had a really cool moment there, but I wish they would have done more with her. I, I like she only shows up a little bit, and that's always been my problem with with her. Is you know, Joss Whedon is such a like positive female role writer, like he always writes for that, and I'm just surprised that in the Marvel universe, in the movie universe, Black Widow isn't a bigger character than what she is. Mm, I'll, I'll, we'll debate the Joss Whedon thing in another time. One of my biggest bugbears, <laughs> one of my biggest bugbears was that the Tony Stark seemed to be a little too easily manipulated. Yeah, but they've given pre- they've, they've given precedence to that in the past. They, they have, yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah. but it was it just a little a little too easy? That fight, the fight that Bo was talking about, um, it's just it's it's like. Uh, he was, you're supposed to think this is, this is the last straw and he's snapped and he's just going to like go mental but yeah. it, it was a pretty flimsy pretext for him to slight snap I think yeah I don't know yeah. I mean they established his, his parental worship his yeah. unresolved parental issues yes but I mean, it's, I mean it, it is, it's clear to anyone that, that Bucky wasn't Bucky when he did it yeah that's true yeah good point yeah it, it seems like Cap could have just been like Listen, let me explain. You know, think about it. He wasn't him like Bucky wasn't in Bucky's mind. You know, it seems like he could have been explained. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I think we're meant to believe that he just went into this blind rage. You know. Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm kind of okay with it, but I was I was actually in the theater thinking the same thing. I was thinking like, why don't they just stop and talk about this? Yeah, I was the same with Superman <laughs> and Batman. Thing. Yeah. It's, it's done much better than Superman and Batman. It is done better, but, but it is the same. Oh, way, it's yeah. way better, yeah. These superheroes, too much t- t- testosterone, they can't just sit down and talk about these things. I was a bit surprised when he asked Cap if he knew and Cap said yes. Actually, I, I would have preferred if he actually didn't know, but still then had to argue Bucky's case because like Chris mm. said, he wasn't, yeah. he wasn't Bucky. So I find I do. It is a bit of a betrayal that he actually. I think I think what what upsets Tony the most is that Steve knew, and didn't right. say anything. Yeah. So it, I, that's that's my explanation for why he just flies off the handle. I actually think that's a good explanation. I actually Ooh. I actually like that. Okay. 
<laughs> but it is it is a little silly though. Like here's the thing is like the movie had parts to me that seemed silly, but it's but it's I think it's just the premise doesn't work as well on a big screen or or you know maybe I'm just older and more mature now and, and and see the silliness in it as opposed to when I actually read Civil War. But like the whole concept of them just like having a disagreement about this and then the only outcome of that disagreement is for them to like beat each other up. And like it's a little jockey and silly you know like <laughs> it's but that's it, comics man it's how, it's how it works because sometimes when you do slap the pages from a comic up on a screen and and hold it yeah. up like in real life to look at it does look a little bit silly I'll, compared look, to the yeah. i will defend this to my dying breath it's that's just the way comics work it's it's a it's you know 80 years of comic tradition it's just it's, it's the way it's just, <laughs> they get it whether you know the there's a new hero on the block, and, he, and an established hero shows up and, and sees him and doesn't bother saying, hey, who are you? They just get into a fight, and then you know, yeah. the, the misunderstood combat is a, is a, a comic staple. Yeah, but what I'm saying, the transference from the comic to the screen does sometimes make look, the staples yeah. look a little bit silly. That's why they keep changing the suits, because it, it, it would look silly for people running around in spandex. Yeah, I agree, but that's a different thing. But it's, I mean, it's, it, I, think, I think the film establishes very clearly why they needed to have that fight at the airport. I, just, I don't think it's an unnecessary choice fight. of words. Well, is interesting. Needed to have that fight. No one should ever need to have a fight. I disagree. <laughs> well, the fight at the airport. So what I like about the fight at the airport is like <laughs> that. That is the moment where like they're like, I'm not trying to kill the other person. Like we're not. We're not actually trying to to hurt each other. Mm. But but you know, Iron Man's group is like, we're not letting you uh, achieve your goal and. Cap's group is like we're we you're in between us and our goal and we're and we're going to get there and I don't think at any moment are they trying to actually kill each other but they're but they're like you know they're just too it's it's you know I hate to compare it to sports but it's just you know they're they're trying to achieve their goal while the other group's trying to achieve the other and that and that is that is butting heads hmm. then the fight at the very end of the movie is like literally like I think Cap is trying to calm Iron Man down and Iron Man's you know willing to kill you know uh, the Winter Soldier obviously but like uh, I I think that the the fights had this like there was like three like major fights in the movie and I think that they had this escalation where it went from fighting together to uh, fighting against each other to like fighting to kill each other. Mm. <laughs> the airport has my, has my uh, talking about your Zemo, you know, doesn't make sense bit. The airport had my yeah. one. My one was, well, Tony's team clearly gets there before Steve's team does. So why didn't they just yeah. disable the jet? Yeah, no, that's true. Because they yeah, need to have they, the fight. Was... Yeah, the fight's fine. They could still have the fight, but disable the jet. So just in case someone, one of the, uh, one of Steve's teams manages to get through, when they get yeah. to the jet, the jet doesn't work anyway. It's like, well, screw you, we still win. But no, yeah. no, one, no one thinks of that. Anyway, that, that's true. And, but, see, and see, that's what I'm saying. Is like you <laughs> kind of give it a pass because you're like, well, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Captain America fight Iron Man, and I wanted to see Peter Parker, uh, you know, swing yeah. around Ant Man. Like, like the, you're like, I wanted to see that, so I'm going to give it a pass. I'm just going to ignore the plot holes. You know, I think that superhero movies always get this. You know, and. It, well, that, that, that leads me to my, ne- to my next point, is uh, what, the one thing that you were just adamant about is that the Civil War film had to have Spidey in it for it to work. Yeah. So it does have Spidey in it, but in a, in a different does. role. What, what did you think of uh, Spidey's inclusion and, and uh, Spidey himself? All right, so Spidey himself, I loved. I think that it's odd that he's so young. 
But um, but at the same time, I, I, I think for this universe, it works. Um, I think uh, Aunt May is super hot. <laughs> and, uh, Everybody comments little, on that. Everybody comments on the hot Aunt May. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's weird. It's weird because it's, well, A, it's so different from what we know of as Aunt May, but... But the reason it's weird is it's like Ben died way earlier in this Peter Parker's life than mm. in our Peter Parker's life, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. because, you know, Uncle Ben and Aunt May were like old people and, and you know, they're taking care of Peter Parker, who's a little bit older or, or maybe relatively the same age as he is in the movie. But, you know, Ben would have died, you know, would have already died. So, I mean, like, you know, he this is this is a way younger you know Peter Parker that had that influence somehow, like even earlier in his life. But I just want, but I just want, I, to, I, just want to touch on that just really quickly. So it's yeah. It's established Spider-Man's been in operation for six months, Ed, when uh, Tony shows up. So that means oh wow. So that means Ben's been in op- been dead for six months, and yet yeah. Aunt May is six months later flirting with Tony Stark on the couch. <laughs> that really, it really jarred with me. I really, I was like, what? Yeah, well, this well, is clearly some flirting that. going on. Not only that, but think about uh, Sharon Carter. You know, like her her aunt just died, and she's already ready to move in on on <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> like that is, that seems a bit odd too. Yeah, <laughs> apparently in this universe, not only does does nobody know how to resolve their differences other than fighting, but they don't give any time to mourn. I mean, it's just like you're dead; they move on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can understand Tony flirting with her, but the fact that she's clearly reciprocating, I was like, oh, yeah. this is not Joe well, this is not work with me. Anyway, you know sorry. what's funny is I actually didn't see that scene. I've only heard about it because I went and saw I basically went and saw the Civil War movie because I wanted to see the reveal of Spider Man. Yeah. And um I can't remember what was going on before that, but something was going on and I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I feel like this is this won't be you know, I feel like this is not leading to Peter Parker's introduction, and then whenever I come back in, uh, Tony Stark is in Peter Parker's room talking to him. So I missed that whole thing. Oh. Yeah, I only know because of seeing stuff on the internet afterwards. Gotcha. Um, so you went to the yeah, toilet so it's like during literally the... the only part of the movie I wanted to see. I missed in the bathroom. So you went to the toilet when um, Scarlet Witch and Vision were talking at, when they were cooking. I don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't so even remember. That's cooking. the scene directly before Spidey. So. Um, yeah, I don't even remember that scene. I probably went right before that. I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. Cool. All right, but anyway, so yeah, so Spidey, he was he was young, but you're still cool with it. Yeah, I liked him. I I think I think that um, I'm going to enjoy. I, I think I'm going to enjoy the Spidey movie when they make it. I like I like him as Peter Parker. I like the Spidey suit. I liked his interactions during the mm-hmm. fights. Um, he seems like like I said, just like really young. Like he's younger than he should be. Even the way he acts when he's fighting seems younger than he should. But I'm okay with it. I realize that this is like a different, this is a different telling of the story than mm. than what's in the comics. The main thing to me is that he didn't play like they could have just left his scenes out of the movie and it would have been fine. The movie, the movie didn't hinge on him at all, yeah. and I felt like it should have. I, I, like I wanted it to be basically a translation of what happened in the comics to to the big screen. And but that, but that wouldn't have worked. Give though. us. It, I mean, it's, it's the revelation of Spidey's identity six months after he's already started. It means nothing. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It means nothing. I couldn't possibly do that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I feel like we only got half of that story. Yeah. And you know what I mean? We didn't get, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we want to spoil the Civil War comic because they may actually end up making another movie that does the rest. But 
you know, major plot points from the comic did not happen. Like this movie is only half of that story. It, it does not. It does not have the final chapter, basically. Yeah, but you know, so what? I'm, you I'm, I'm I'm cool with that because it's it's translating the comic directly wouldn't have worked in this universe. Yeah, half I the get, people, half the people on screen, the the general populace knows who they are. Yeah, no, and I, I get that. But what I'm saying is, so the, what I'm saying is, is do you think that we're going to get another movie after this that's going to tell the rest of the story? No. No, you think this is it? That's There's it. not going to be. The rest well, of the, every, every, everything else leads up to Infinity War now. Everything is now Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. They could do it in the in the Peter Parker movie. We don't know what that's going to be yet. Yeah, know, Peter Parker's it, story could be about how he's being influenced by Tony Stark. Yeah, possibly. No, you, you, you're totally right. It's. I mean, I I I doubt it, but um, it's it's possible. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can only only guess at this point that he continues the introduction. The, the continues the uh, collaboration with Tony, and Tony gets him a scholarship and all that sort of stuff and I you know and then he sort of he fights some villains that by accident I mean it's sort of typical sort of Spider-Man type related stuff what I did find interesting was that the title for the Spider-Man film is Homecoming and that's one of the code words used to activate the Winter Soldier um I thought that was pretty cool and but uh yeah I I don't think there'll be any more Civil War related stuff in it because there's not another Captain America movie like the next batch of films are Doctor Strange Black Panther Thor, and then you get into Infinity War. Oh, and Guardians of the Galaxy too. So it's they don't have they don't have room to do any more Civil War stuff. It was interesting when, when you pointed out that homecoming thing for me because I did at the time think that was a strange phrase to use to activate it because it's a very American phrase, homecoming. Yeah, true. So what we're talking about it should we should we talk about like yeah. the major death in Civil War? Why not? All right. So major spoiler death. alert. In Civil, yeah, at the end of Civil War, Cap dies. Ah, oh, Civil War, the ah, oh, Civil War, the comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to cut that or not. But. No, 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 that's fine. I mean, that's it's that's it's pretty well established. The Civil War comic's like ten years old. It's the, yeah, the, it, the um, that Cap is not going to die. You don't in, think they could do that? I don't, well, I don't see how they would. I mean, He's you wouldn't a cash kill him. Cow. You couldn't. Well, no, it's, that's fine. They can kill him off and have him replaced, um, or even have him retire and replace. That's would, fine. He would come back, like. What yeah. what I what I thought would happen is is all right. So here's here's my Marvel Universe plan, but it messes up because Infinity War. So I know that this couldn't happen. Yeah. But the Spider Man movie could tell the story of Peter Parker revealing his you know identity and um, and then switching sides to Cap and and they could just have this like there could be a Spider Man A story where he is fighting some sort of villain. In order to in order to accomplish that, he has to work with Tony Stark. Tony Stark is still like pushing his uh, his agenda, his anti cap agenda, and um, you know the registration agenda. And then and then uh, he reveals his identity. It's and everything that happens like with Aunt May and and, and all that. His enemies you know start coming after uh, the Parker family, mm. and uh, he realizes that it was important for 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 his identity to be kept safe and for other heroes like him. And so he, at the end of the movie, sides with Cap in a, in a Spider-Man movie. And then uh, in another movie, maybe the Avengers movie, which I, I realize the Avengers movie is, is, is not going to happen this way because it's going to be based on um, the Infinity War. But, like, if in the Avengers movie they could then finalize the Civil War story where they, they, they conclude the conflict between Cap and Iron Man and, and then... 
and then the the ending of that movie, or maybe in the middle or something, uh, you have the scene where Cap gets shot and dies, and then Bucky picks up the uniform, and they could end that they could end that there with Bucky in the uniform, and then their next set of Marvel movies could could bring Cap back. You know, they could they could you know come up with some kind of weird uh, you know Stan Lee way to to bring Cap back. You know, in the next movies, but I. To me, that ending of that trilogy reminds me of the ending of like the Dark Knight trilogy, where it's like, well, Batman's gone, and someone else, you know, discovered his his cave and is gonna, you know, pick up the cape, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, that's the way I would have played it out. But I realize they can't do that because they can't build they can't build towards Infinity Wars if if um, if Cap is dead. Uh, I like it. I really I really like it. I just, I don't think it'll go down that way. But I can I could. I could see it could work that way for sure. I could definitely. I just. I just don't think revealing his identity means anything to this universe. It just. I mean, it means nothing. Yeah. Because nobody. Nobody cares. It barely. It's only been in operation for six months. The cap dying thing. Yeah, I could see that. I could see him dying in Infinity War itself, and Bucky taking over the role, and then at the end of the Infinity War, they use one of the stones to resurrect Captain A. I don't see any problem with that at uh, all. Uh, that's that's actually not a bad. Yeah, that's I, actually not. I have bad. no doubt in my mind that somebody important will die during the Infinity War, but then will be brought oh, yeah. back to life. Um, yeah. But but between now and then, though, I don't see it happening. I just there's you wouldn't kill Captain A in a film that's not his film. And there's no more Captain gotcha. A, and there's no more Avengers. So you've got. Yeah. So you're not going to kill him in Thor. I mean, you might kill Thor, but you won't kill Captain A. Um, I just. You wouldn't, and you wouldn't I do just, it in Guardians, Doctor Strange, or or. Uh, Black Panther. I do like the idea. I do like the idea that they like ended this on that tone, though, where it's like not a hundred percent resolved. It's like mm. it's like kind of resolved. We definitely see that there's there is a difference in ideas between these characters, but yet they're still there for each other, and they're still they're still willing to help each other. So they're not out trying to kill each other anymore. Um, but there's still a difference of opinion there, and there's going to be this conflict, and that's. I like that they're going to work that into the next movies. I got to assume they're going to, you know. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll um, have to. That's I mean, it's all part of their thing. Probably not Doctor Strange, do, but it has to get involved in some way. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do some sort of uh, like almost like a Secret Avengers, you know, kind of thing. That's that is my feeling, and also at some point they have to weave in the Defenders. So it's yeah. It's, so it's it, I mean, Infinity War is going to be unbelievably massive, and I have no doubt that somebody important is going to die in it. But it's yeah. I mean, I, I see. I see what you're saying. I, I don't think it'll work out exactly how you said it, especially with the, the Spidey stuff. But the the death of Captain A is almost a certainty. Well, so the Spidey stuff may not be the same because, like you said, who cares if Peter Parker gets on national television and takes his mask off? Mm. But I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like Peter Parker is going to be influenced by Tony Stark in a major way For in sure. the next movie. I really I really feel like I'm I'm right about that. Yeah. And I think that he. I think that something will happen that will that will cause him to consider capside. Now that being said, from both you guys, I want to know, based on the politics of the movie and not the comic universe, because it is slightly different, and I'll explain what I mean in a minute. Uh, whose side are you on? You on Cap or Iron Man? Iron Man. Because <laughs> Cap is boring. <laughs> he's not well, I mean, boring. He's boring. I mean, I don't mean like which character do you like better. I mean, like, are you on the side of uh, of registration or non-registration? No, I, I do think that uh, if you're not, if it's non-registration, then they're basically vigilantes. Yeah, you need they need to be answerable to somebody, even if they sort of if it's in token name only, um, and and you know, 
if it's not I, if it's not registered, then they're just they're just a law unto themselves. Yeah, they can justify yeah, anything you. they do. Yeah, yeah we had, we had this discussion. I I am I, um, I I'm very I was very much at the, to begin with capped side because um, I. I agree wholly with he's saying that when he said that, um, well, what happens if we need to be somewhere and they don't let us go? But uh, as yeah. Crystal pointed out, it's it's highly unlikely that if they need to be somewhere, they will yep. be told they can't go somewhere. Yeah. Like if there's an alien invasion of New York, there's there's no doubt the UN's going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, off you go. Um, so yeah, so I'm actually now. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. That's, that's a pretty shitty answer, but I just I, I want to be on Cap's side. But I do see Crystal's point, and I do see Tony's point. But Tony, well, Tony's operating out of fear, though, and that's that's what what sort of makes, makes me go more for Cap. It's weird that Cap's the military man is rejecting a military sort of structure there. Yeah, because he's, he sees how how corrupt the world government has become. Yeah, well, maybe they can make it uncorrupt from the inside. Yeah. That's true. If uncorrupt is a word, <laughs> <laughs> what is now? As if Tony I, wasn't, if Tony wasn't making his decisions based purely on fear, then I would agree with him. So I think that, and I, and if, if I'm choosing a side, like if I have to choose a side, I think I would choose Iron Man too. Mm. Although I understand, I understand both both sides of the argument, and I think that, I think that if if I think one thing you got to consider is that like. These are still the most powerful beings on the planet, right? Like, mm. like if the government, if 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 the government says they can't be somewhere where they're supposed to be, they just go there anyway. Like, what are they going to do? Like, yeah. they can still they, they can still <laughs> just destroy the Pentagon if they wanted to. Yeah. Like, there's nothing they could do. So, like, I think that there would have to be, in reality, there would have to be like some sort of check and check and balance between both of them. So, like. Uh, like the government couldn't send them anywhere unless they agreed to it and vice versa. You know, like it would have to be like a, they have to ask permission. Um, but uh, if they don't get permission, they can still just go. You yeah. know, what are they going to do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now the difference, now that's in the movie universe. Yeah. Like, but in the comic universe, I agree whole, wholly with Captain America because oh, the yeah. difference is in the comic universe, they said not only do you have to register, but you have to have a public like your identity will be made public. Yeah, like no one has a secret identity. They didn't even mention that in the movie. No. They jumped straight from like, wait a second, you're saying that uh, there's going to be a bureaucracy over us? Or, screw, we're beating each other up because I'm not doing that. You know, yeah. they didn't even get into the details like they did into the comic. I mean, it was just immediately, oh, we have a disagreement, let's beat each other up. And <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, the comic what? the comic one is far far more clean cut. I mean, it's not only do you have to become registered, which means they know all of your details, but they also know your secret identity and will, and will use it, and they have to, and you have to have forced training. So um, the training thing I actually agree with. I mean, Tony's position in the comic yeah. is that they, we send out, these, these kids go out with these powers and they have no training on how to use them, and of course shit's going to happen. And I t- I'm totally down with that, but the the government then knowing all of your identities and all of your secrets and then re- revealing it whenever they feel like it that's that's I'm totally capsized. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, I think uh, I wish they had dived a little more into that in the movie. Yeah. Um, it, it feels like it escalated really quickly. Like the only thing I can think of is is the the scene where they're in that like meeting room talking. 
And uh, Black Widow asks the questions, well, what if, uh, you know, what if we decide, what if we make a decision that you don't like? Um, and in that scene, they're kind of discussing it together and kind of arguing back and forth about it. And then I, I'm just trying to, I think, like, it's not maybe a few more scenes maybe where they talk about it, but it's like pretty much after that, you know, they're at the airport beating each other up. I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they do a very good job. Nah, the scene them. after that is the, is the explosion <laughs> at the UN that kills T'Challa's father. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Right. You're right. This guy. Which was which was way similar to the scene in in Batman versus Superman. Oh, it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and and also what it really reminded me of was Captain Pike's death in in Star Trek. Yeah. Um, that was like identical to that scene. Well, a- uh, even with everything I said, I want to end on some some notes. Like I, I, I that those things did bug me about the movie, but I think it's just like Crystal said. I think it's just something that that you know doesn't translate from comics to big screen as Ooh. you know as, as well as you would like it to um but that being said i really dug all the fight scenes it was really fun seeing these characters uh, fight each other yeah. um but also the characters that teamed up and i like how they kind of broke this up into two small teams and i i like the character interactions with each other um and not to mention you know um uh black panther yep is actually from anderson yeah, he went to the Chadwick Boseman. He went to uh, my wife teaches one of his cousins in school, and uh, Cameron is like friends with one of his uh, with one of his female cousins. <laughs> hey, all right, um, and <laughs> okay, uh, and he went to the rival high school. He didn't go to my high school. He went to the other one across town. But like, oh, you uh, just like run Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that Civil War. Me versus Chadwick Boseman, and like I knew he was in this movie, but I had no idea how big of a role Black Panther was actually going to play. Yeah, I mean. He, uh, you know, he, he's the crux of the whole thing. Like, I was really surprised at, at how how much he he's involved in the movie. I kind of figured it was going to be like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna be on one of the sides, and we're gonna get to see him fighting in the background. But but no, big big character, and mm. um, you know, the the this city's claim to fame is is uh, basically uh, the radio movie, the movie radio. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and now Chadwick Boseman. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that uh, you know and, and it, it just everybody in town is talking about how they know this guy. I, I've never <laughs> met him. I don't know him. But like uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I, cool. I liked it. I enjoyed the movie a lot. Um, I do have some news. You guys want to do some news? Yeah, that was, that was a quick 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 change. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> well, you you want to rebuttal and then I'll, and then I'll do the news. <laughs> okay, then go for it. I just I just felt like we talked about Civil War for like a really long time, and I didn't want to <laughs> take up the whole show on that. All right, we'll, we'll just just we'll just finish it up. We'll just uh, bow you know bow tie the uh, uh, wrap the the ending. So, what are your top three? Another unintentional pun. No, no I did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, <laughs> your top top three Marvel films. Top three Marvel films. Um, I, I think I think it's it's um, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Civil War. And Winter Soldier. Cool. If we're doing, if we're not including, uh, if we're doing Marvel franchise films, like not including um, Amazing Spider-Man, then no, no, they, the Marvel Studios ones. Yeah, yeah. We well, wouldn't put Amazing Spider-Man in there, surely. Oh, I love the Amazing Spider-Man. Holy shit, that film sucks. <laughs> Let's move on. I, I mean, I saw it again. It's just like the war. Like I saw its flaws, but but I, I still it has loved too it. many flaws. It doesn't even work as a film, let alone a superhero film. Uh, Crystal, um, I can't really rate them. I mean, I'm not as big a fan of the Marvel films as you guys, and they are all very similar to me. I, mean, I know the ones I like 
the least, like the first Captain America film I was bored to tears during. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess maybe Iron Man 3 and Civil War probably uh, equal first. Um, cool. I, I probably couldn't rank... The others are probably pretty much even. Okay. With, with Captain America on the bottom. <laughs> I, I, I did like Iron Man 3 also, and a lot of, a lot of people like poo-poo that one, but I liked it too. I thought it was one of the better ones. Well, it's better than 2. So I guess that makes it. Yeah, I didn't. Okay. I, didn't I, wasn't, I didn't really like to. Yeah, um, my, mine's. Uh, I, I just find it too hard to do. Uh, mine. I just. It's. Uh, I'm very much on the fence with some. I mean, number number one is Winter Soldier. Uh, number two and number three, they're sort of like crystals. So they've all sort of. I've got a few favourites that all sort of you know match mash together. So That's what you just watched. <laughs> yeah. So for for my by two and three, I'd have anything. I'd be happy to watch Guardians, Civil War, um, Ant Man. Uh, or Avengers One, <laughs> I'd have all those. I haven't seen Ant Man yet. That's good. That's not good. You haven't seen it. All right. Anyway, so it's a segue into the news. <laughs> all right. So uh, I do. I got some news for you guys. Hit me. Um, not a lot, but uh, Agent Carter has been axed by ABC. I know. Did you actually watch a single episode? No, I didn't see a single episode. That's probably why I got asked because no one was watching. <laughs> I didn't watch. I did the same thing to Crystal. I was like, "Oh, you know, Agent Carter's been cancelled. What a shame. We haven't watched a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is our fault. It hasn't been. It's been cancelled." Yeah, the thing is, I wanted to watch it, but it was just. It wasn't like I didn't feel the need. I didn't feel the urgency about watching it. You know, yeah. I wanted to watch it. Just like, oh, one day I'll get around to watching that. I'm like that with the Flash too. Only luckily, the Flash is like huge. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, yeah, I just, I, I just assumed it'll be around for a while, and I'll, and I'll catch up on it. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame because it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a female protagonist, and um, and Agent Carter herself is awesome, and you know, yeah. it, it's the Marvel universe. So you know, all of those things combined, I'm like, well, why was I not watching this show? Um, but I guess yeah. the reason why is because Marvel Agents of Shield is just so shit that I was just scared yeah. that that it would that Agent Carter would be shit as well. And, and, never, and but I kept hearing all these wonderful things. So I was like, oh, I'll give, I mean, I'll definitely, I'll give it a go at some point. From a, from an outside the uh, Marvel Universe perspective, a non-comic person perspective, Agent Carter doesn't mean anything to me. I have no idea, except for briefly seeing her in a couple of films, who she was. Yeah. So there's no interest in it, really. I mean, that's basically where I know her from, yeah. Yeah. No, so it is a shame, but, you know, oh well. If, 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 if we're not watching it, that pretty much explains why they cancelled it. <laughs> Yeah, because they yeah, always but, uh, you know, keep going what we watch. Yeah, they always they give me a call Fly, and say, hey, are you watching Firefly's still going. Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they base their decisions purely on us. <laughs> just like Wizard, they're just, they're just like um, Blizzard stealing our wow ideas. <laughs> Wizard yeah. stealing our bow ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't speak good, mate. <laughs> you got any more news? Uh, so yeah, so this one's related to that one. Uh, fans of Agent Carter mm. are calling for Netflix to pick up the show, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about whether you think that would be a good idea. Yeah, uh, I, I don't care either way to be honest with you. Um, I, I think that I think that if Netflix had been given it originally, I think that it might would have gotten more attention. It might have been a little bit better, honestly, because yeah. I really do think you're right. It's a branding issue. Mm. No one trusts it because of um, the letdown of, of Shield, Agents of Shield. Although Agents of Shield keeps going. Yeah, I know it's still going, but that's because it was like their flagship show. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like they're they're more willing to like make it work, you know, where they wasn't yeah. with Agent Carter. You know, you were totally um, right. How come Agent Coulson is not showing up in the Avengers movies now? He'll probably show up in Infinity War. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Because as far as if, if you've only watched the movie version and you're not, you don't know Shield, uh, Angels and Shield at all. As far as anyone who's only invested in the movies knows, Coulson's still dead. Yeah, well, yeah. all the characters in the movies they do mention that in the show. That all the characters in the movies still think that he is dead. Right. Um, nobody knows about the Fiji project or anything like that. So it's, um, it, it, I, you can only assume he'll show up again. It's just kind of, it's kind of tough to get the TV characters into the film, film because there's there's different rules in terms of pay and and rights and stuff. So it's, but Coulson is a unique in that he started in the films. Yeah. So it's easier for him to get back into the films again. So I'm sure they'll they'll make it work. At some they need point. to make an Agent Coulson film. Yeah, and Samuel, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson shows up in Agents of Shield, the TV show, at some point as well. So so it's easy for them to sort of move back and forth. But the other characters, I mean, just I, I find it incredibly unlikely that you'll you'll see Quake in the movies. But you never know. Infinity War is going to have so many characters who, who bloody knows what's going on. But uh, yeah, I think if it started, it's Agent Carter for started at Netflix. I mean, the, I mean the Netflix, you know, Marvel shows are kicking ass. So yeah, they are. You know, might be it might be a saving grace for it. I don't know. The problem with Agent Carter on Netflix would be that she would have some gigantic studio apartment in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, Bo. Let it go. I'm supposed to believe that she's poor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure that's what would happen, but uh, speaking oh, of uh, unnecessarily <laughs> large studio apartments, uh, yep. Supergirl is coming to CW. I know that's pretty cool, huh? So Supergirl's yeah, she's <laughs> what? What was she on originally? ABC was it? Yeah, it was ABC. So they've given yeah. her the ditch. And they had and that so, weird crossover. Yeah, they had they had the crossover with the Flash's CW, and uh, then they ABC decided they don't want to go ahead with the show anymore because it costs like two million an episode to make or something, which is nothing nowadays. Let's be honest, and. And uh, CW thought, said, "Yep, we'll take it. Thank you very much." So that's pretty cool. That's that's a really crazy like success story. Like mm. like this show is on one network, and then it was just unprecedented in the first place that they had a crossover with another network. Like you never hear of like, oh, Supergirl's going to show up on was it the Flash that she showed up on? Hmm. Yeah. So Barry oh. Barry um, accidentally dimensional hops into Supergirl's universe. What? Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool little episode. Actually, it actually it even works. It I, works in the Flash's, um, the Flash's storyline. It actually makes sense. That's great. I I feel like I'm really missing out by not watching the Flash. Yeah, I hear so many cool storylines from it. Um, but like, yeah, that I mean, that's kind of unprecedented. You know, like like that's just so bizarre for two companies to just you know join forces in that way and do that crossover. And then now they're actually. They, they that seems like they bridged that gap and now they're on CW. Yeah, they've always <laughs> had a bit of a unique swap. unique situation because they were. I mean, it, it deals with Supergirl, so therefore it, it has to deal with all the rest of the Superman mythos as well. And they had this sort of very, they sort of like this, there was like a balancing act of exactly what they could and couldn't say or reveal. It was. Mm. Uh, it was. It was quite. It was interesting. It was interesting to sort of see how they sort of get away with it. Like they don't. They never actually mention. Uh, well, it's a brother, from, right from the start, it's like the opening credit says that it's it's Superman. Like, so my cousin, I, I was sent to look after my cousin, and then he he eventually grows up and becomes Superman. And then you never actually see him like full on. You just see him in shadow, the, and you see him in the very first episode. She, no one ever actually says Superman. Yeah, so she's always referred to as her cousin. Yeah, she's always referred to as a cousin oh. or as Cal. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's and then, then eventually they sort of move on and sort of they're they're allowed to call him Superman and and that he's Clark and. They introduce Lana. Um, Lana shows up as a, as a character, so therefore they're allowed now. They can now say, mention Lois 
and so they can say Lois now, and it uh, and it just it gets a bit ridiculous at some points because there's an episode where um, the Kryptonians reveal a device that takes over the minds of anybody who enters the city that uh, um, Clara is on, um, and not Clara, what's her name? Supergirl. We'll just call it Supergirl. Kara. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. So and I don't even watch the show. So Supergirl. So Superman shows up to help. But as soon as he arrives, he's taken over by this as well. Although it's very clearly established that it doesn't affect Kryptonians, and so the reasoning <laughs> so, to, to make it so that Superman couldn't wouldn't come in and just save the day, um, it's the the reasoning is that because he grew up on Earth, he he thinks like a human, and so therefore it affects him or some it's bullshit, which is ridiculous because she arrived when she was fourteen. So it's like it's like yeah. it just it gets a bit silly sometimes. But um, the way they sort of had to sort of tiptoe around that, but then I don't have to worry about that. Because now that she's part of CW, they can say whatever the hell they want. And it's awesome. Huh. Yeah, but the, the, that's, the, I think you said that he, so he can't, can't, can't come in and save the day. Because you don't want Superman um, fixing everything for her. Yeah, but see now, that's, well, that's it. Yeah. You don't want that, right? She needs to be able to stand on her own. But, now, but it works because Superman exists in the CW superhero universe. So Arrow and The Flash yeah. already have a Superman in their universe who never shows up to save the day anyway. So they can always, they always, you know, save the world yeah. without any help. So and so now su- she can do the same thing. So if you're going to have Superman coming to the show, you want them working together. You don't want him taking over. Yeah, exactly. But so you also don't want him um, sort of uh, knocked out in some stupid way just so she can save the day. God, it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, was, I face palmed. I really did. I was like, come on. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Because the CW model, whether you love it or hate it, it, it works. And so it's... I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. I, I want to see the, the 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 new sort of the, the way they sort of incorporate her in so it, with anything that she loses and anything that and anything she gains. Uh, they should have they should have got that show from the start. I really feel yeah. like that is a, uh, like a tremendous fit for them. Yeah, ABC only, this, ABC only bought it because they wanted to compete, and then now they've realised they just they can't. Yeah, that's my guess. Anyway, I don't know for sure. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, do you do you remember that Seinfeld episode where they're trying to do the roommate swap? No, I don't. I choose oh, not to. Re- I choose not to remember any Seinfeld episodes. Lies. Jerry's Jerry's <laughs> dating one roommate, but he actually likes the other. And him and George figure out a way to to do the roommate swap, where you swap <laughs> from one roommate to the other. I feel like that's what Supergirl did. Is, is they were with, they saw CW and they really wanted to be with CW, and they they worked all this out so that they could do the swap. <laughs> I, I have no doubt that that's true. <laughs> Uh, the last thing on my docket, uh, the Ghostbusters trailer, uh, according to uh, Self.com and a few other websites, um, but it's the it's the worst reviewed movie trailer in YouTube history. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the, the comments that uh, the director made? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's, he's, he's released a, a massive rant talking about how nerds are all scumbags. <laughs> Oh my and I'm God. paraphrasing here. Yeah, yeah he's basically that's, we're all just a bunch of mean spirited. That's not going to sell tickets to your movie, dude. Basically, we're just all, all bunch of a bunch of mean spirited. It's, it's basically he's basically talking about YouTube comments yeah. and you know it's online comments and stuff about how we're all a bunch of a bunch of assholes. And and you know what? Yeah, I mean he makes a valid he makes a couple of valid points. I mean the whole you know, people are willing to say things online that they would never say in person. Yeah. Um, well, and, if they had said it in person, then no one would have ever found out about it. Like it's yeah. not. I don't necessarily think that it's public opinions change. It's just that, that now people can be more vocal about it. it. And and another thing that I always find that turns me off is when people see 
when people see negative comments on something and they say, oh, the internet is, is like, that's the opinion of everybody on the internet. Like, there's probably good comments too. It's just that you, you're only focusing on one side of the argument, you know? Mm. Yeah, and people are usually motivated more to put something there when they have a negative comment. If, if you just like something and you, you let it slide, you don't, you yeah. don't, unless you really love it, you're not motivated to say anything about it. Yeah, that's true. That's but true. It, it seems, I don't know. Oh, I'm a bit different. I don't automatically jump online as soon as I hate something, but it's, it just seems to be a really easy outlet for people to just, oh, it's online, it doesn't really matter, I'm not really hurting anyone, so I'll say whatever I want. Yeah, mm. it's well, so true. Yeah. I don't even find myself at some points. And I've said in, in episodes past where I, was, I basically, uh, as soon as I see something I don't like and I want to jump online and have a massive nerd rage about it, but eventually, mm. but I, you know, I hold myself back. So just let it calm down, and by the end of the week, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like really, it means nothing at the end of the day, sort of stuff. But even, but even, even I, I like to think that I'm a reasonable person. <laughs> even, even I sometimes want to jump on and go crazy, and sometimes I do. Sometimes it actually does slip, and I actually just jump on and go, "This is bullshit." So it's you know, like the like the final scene from the the X Files revival TV show, which oh, I was, was just, holy that was shit, that pissed me off. <laughs> Uh, that was that was totally insane. But uh, the, the Ghostbusters thing, the way they calculated this, and the reason why they're saying this is it's the number of views. And I don't know the equation, so I'm not telling you ex- exactly how to work this out. But the number of views versus the numbers number of likes versus the number of dislikes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it has 30 million views, 200 227,000 likes, and 689. Thousand dislikes, <laughs> and uh, apparently, based on based on how Self.com and other websites that are saying this, I, I'm sure Self.com probably reposted this after whoever the original calculator was. But uh, based on the, that calculation, uh, they're saying it is the worst trailer reviewed on YouTube. Now, I don't necessarily think that. I think the trailer is bad. I just I think I think it's the humor in the trailer that people hate. Mm. Um, at least that's what I hate about it. Um, but I don't necessarily think the movie is going to be as bad. I think it's a bad trailer. Like, I, I, I don't think the movie is going to be great, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as bad as that trailer. I mean, am I wrong in thinking that, or do you, or do you think that, like, this is literally the best scenes of the movie that they're feeding us, and we're going to go see the movie, and it's just going to be horrible? Yeah, it's a, ter- it's a terrible trailer. You're right. So the movie hasn't actually come out yet. Yeah, but, you, but, you can judge, but that's the thing. They're judging the trailer. They're not judging yeah, but, the, but I, I, yeah. I don't know why, but I thought the movie had come out ages ago, and it's been and gone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a bad sign. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's how bad of a trailer it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, look, yeah, I agree. It is a bad. It's a bad trailer, and I and I do think it's going to be a bad film. And but you know what? It's, at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> it's really it's not, it's not my films. I don't really care. It's not trampling yeah. on my childhood or anything like that. I mean, I love Ghostbusters. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to kill myself if they if they reboot it or make a bad sequel or whatever the case would be. Because Ghostbusters two is shit. So you know, it's it, it happens. What can you do? But the thing the thing that irks me about it is the the pro feminism slant. That they seem to that they've put to it, and not because it's pro-feminism. Don't get me wrong. The fact that they're all women does not bother me in the slightest. Right? Who gives a shit? Yeah. The first team was all men, so yeah. why can't you have all women? Yeah. It made, does, it made, it's, kinda, it's perfectly fine. Like it shouldn't concept. get an automatic I, pass I like because yeah. Honestly. yeah, but but the thing that irks me about it is that they're just ramming it down people's throats about how progressive it well, is. It's like it's so progressive that we're all women, and it's like, well, then why in the first film, right? It's a team full of men, and the only female characters are. Um, Zagorny Weaver's character, um, the, lo- the the love interest, right? You know, and um, the receptionist, right? 
And yet in this film, you've got you've got all all female uh, Ghostbusters, and then the receptionist who is a man played by you know Australia's own Chris Hemsworth, who is yeah. played as a sex object, and it's like, well, why did you have to do that? Why if, that's if this is so progressive? That's inversive. That's exactly right. You've basically you've basically said, oh, we're so good because we're all we're all women and we've got a you know huge female cast and all that sort of shit. But you still felt the need to then flip it on its head by making a sex object out of your receptionist guy. And it's just it's and that that sort of thing combined with the fact that they, they talk about how they're so progressive and yet their only black character is an idiot. And it's like Oh yeah. It's like why? Yeah, that's true. Why did you feel the need to do that? I'm not saying make her a scientist as well. I'm not saying make them all black characters. I'm not I'm not saying that it's it's bad that they have a that they have a black character who's not a scientist. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is is don't make yourself look like you're such you're, the, you're bastions for feminism, and then make these two obvious fuck you statements to your audience. That's what it yeah, it's about. like. It, it, exactly, I, I that's exactly what I don't like about it. Like it's like she literally yells like "Oh, Jeebus!" and slaps somebody in the, yeah. in the preview. Like it's it's so just over the top. It's ridiculous. And the bit where she licks her gun is just. It, yeah. So the movie the movie irritates me, but for for those reasons, if it turns out to be a good movie, and and, and I'm willing to let those go because it's good. If it turns out to be a bad movie, then I really don't care. I mean, I, you know, I don't care. I don't really care either way. I'm not sort of emotionally invested, unlike I was for Spidey in Civil War, which is why I was so glad that it was handled as well as it was. Yeah, we didn't know another Spider Man Three situation. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> Spider Man Three, goddamn. Oh, that's the worst. I, Although oh, still better God. than Amazing Spider Man films. <laughs> no, no way! <laughs> you weren't so invested in those. Though. So I have two things. One, I got two things related to that, and and one is one is uh, the the I don't you know I, I think it's a neat. When I first heard they were doing an all girl cast of Ghostbusters, I really thought it was cool. Like I, I liked the idea of it, and not even from like a oh I'm I'm pro feminism kind of way. I just I just I like it. It, it, it may actually sound sexist, but I like. A lot of times I like female superheroes over male superheroes, and it's not just because I like watching them because they're hot, but, like, that's definitely a portion of it. But, like, <laughs> I, I, I just, for some reason, like that dynamic more a lot of times because we've already seen the, we've already seen the, the Captain Americas and the Thors of the world just so, so often. I don't mean to make you sound bad, but in the, in the scene, the fight in Civil War where... Uh, Black Widow and Agent Carter are going up against that dude. Were you just like, "Holy shit, this is hot"? <laughs> Probably. <yeah. laughs> anyway, like, sorry, uh, like, I, I, like, just for an example, like whenever, whenever I am, uh, whenever I'm, you, I, I, if you look at my uh, Deviant Art page, mm. it's almost all it's all female characters, and it's because I just usually, for some reason, enjoy those characters more i don't know this is sounding really creepy and i didn't mean for it to. Um, <laughs> no, I, see, I, no, I see what you're saying dude i see what you're saying yeah. actually i really love sif um in the thor movies not just yeah. because again not just because she's hot but just because i just i really love her character she has a different way of of looking at things and yeah. uh, and and doing things and i just i i i, I like the sort of the interaction so- Somehow I feel like just how I was saying how I thought it was corny that like all Cap and, and Iron Man wanted to do was beat each other up when they disagreed. Mm. There's like a certain amount of intuition that a lot of female characters have that that male characters don't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the thing I was, the the thing that I dislike about this movie being an all female cast and I, and I kind of wish it wasn't is that 
if you dislike the trailer, you're like sexist. Like they, you can't yeah. just like disagree with <laughs> with thinking it's a good movie or not. You're, yeah. you're like automatically, oh, well, you must just hate it because it's going to be all girls and yeah. we're ruining your childhood. And it's like, no, it's got nothing to do with it, nothing at all. Yeah, um, I'm totally I just with don't you, dude. Think it's funny. I, I agree. You can't just slap all female characters in your film, call it feminist, and expect to get a pass, even if it's a really bad film. So yeah, because the thing is, is, it still follows. Even the only thing that's progressive about the movie is that it has all female characters. The truth is, is everything else about it, like from the from the borderlining racist jokes to the just the terrible humor to all the tropes that are in the it's 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 tropey as fuck. It's not even <laughs> it's not progressive in any way other than it has a female cast. That's it. It's yeah. just it, it's it's crazy that they 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 use that as their crutch so much. Um, but, uh, recently I've been watching a guy that does videos on electric skateboards and, <laughs> uh, how you can like put together your own electric skateboard. And the dude looks like Chris Hemsworth. And I just, every time I'm watching it, he's like describing like how to, how to, you know, you know, buy these parts and, and build your skateboard. And I'm just thinking like, dude, you are such an attractive man. <laughs> <laughs> you look just like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, you've gotten on the Chris Hemsworth uh, bandwagon. He is a very attractive man. <laughs> I mean, this YouTube channel is probably like 50% people that are into electric skateboards and 50% people that just think he's high because he looks like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, and that's, that's all for the news. Now I've got a news item. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to throw out a, uh, a rest in peace to Mr. Darwin Cook. Darwin, it's actually, it's 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 strange. It was a really strange uh, situation with Darwin. I actually, I was reading my Facebook page yesterday morning, so pretty like early in the AM because I got up pretty early, and I saw a post from Domo of all people talking about how um, Darwin is is Darwin was sick with cancer and uh, they had a GoFundMe page up and or whatever that thing not GoFundMe whatever the other one is called. Um, and, um, you know, to help him out. And actually, and, and I'm pretty strapped for cash at the moment because I'm, we're saving for, uh, for our trip. And I even thought, you know what, I, surely I can get, give him something. You know what I mean? Cause Darwin Cook is, um, is a, a just, it's just a legend in the comic book industry. And, uh, I just thought, you know, I, I've got to be able to do something. And, and then later on that day, I'm checking my Facebook again, just randomly, like later that afternoon and he's passed away and I'm just like, Surely not in the last couple of hours, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. I've got to tell you, I mean, Darwin Cook is. Um, I mean, the, most listeners would know him as um, the artist on DC's New Frontier, which is 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 just it's in everybody's top ten of DC comics to read, and uh, for good reasons. Um, he's also, I mean, he's an Eisner Award winning uh, artist, and he's also probably known for his work on uh, the Parker graphic novel as well. So. Um, he's he just has a just a unique cartoony style that um, will never be bettered. He's he was a master, so it's uh, it's a real shame that uh, he's passed on. And um, thoughts to his family. Sorry to break everybody down from that from the from our rampant uh, sexist comments against Ghostbusters trailer, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I just felt it had to be said. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, thanks. Rest in peace. Yes.
Um, let's see. So you uh, you recently saw Ten Cloverfield Lane, or yeah, I finally finally got saw Ten Cloverfield. You uh, reviewed this. Um, oh, gee, it's got to be like six episodes. I really back. loved it. I loved yeah, that, and you loved it. And I just thought, you know what? Yeah. I, I actually didn't give a shit about this film, but now that Bo thinks it's brilliant, I'm gonna have to check it out because you really raved about it. And uh, yeah. so yeah, so I finally it got to see it. All the right buttons for me. Sorry. I said it hit all the right buttons for me. I'm with you, dude. I actually, I I concur. It is is it's very good. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's it's brilliant, but it's because I, I I just I don't I don't really like the ending, but I, but everything leading up to that, I was like, holy <laughs> crap! It. That was really like like uh, and again, I love this movie so much that I don't want to I don't want to say the ending, but. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. So let's let's. Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing out spoiler alert. This is a massive spoiler alert because I just I just want to make. This. So as I pointed out during Bo's review with the that it that the film originally started life as um, a completely separate script. It was part of the um, the the like the the top scripts of 2012 and uh, called uh, the Cellar, I think it was called. Um, and they then basically JJ Abrams sort of grabbed it and sort of uh, shoehorned it into the Cloverfield universe and the idea of creating sort of multiple stories that happened around the events of Cloverfield. And, yeah. you know, as, as much as I hate J.J. Abrams, it's, it's actually thought that was a pretty cool idea. So, um, and that's a bit, and, and I think the, the only, my only real problem with it, the, the, with the film is that it is clearly shoehorned into the Cloverfield universe. Um, I just, so you've got like the, the opening, that, like the, I mean, three quarters of the, of the film, uh, which is essentially the seller stuff. With a few little changes to make it sort of make it a bit more sort of Cloverfieldish, and uh, and, it, and all of that is all brilliant. It's, it's magnificent stuff. John Goodman, a legend of our time, and yeah. um, and then but then unfortunately, sort of it gets to the point where she, uh, the main character, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I think whatever her name is, um, uh, eventually gets outside and um, finds out that it's all true, and so in I just think it. I just it's just a very jarring sort of uh changeover from the cellar part to to the bunker it was really a bunker more than anything else so uh, to the bunker to to the outside world and I just and it just didn't really work for me which just wasn't very smooth the the events that happened in the outside world are cool it, but it just doesn't really gel with the rest of the film that I just watched like it's a very claustrophobic I mean it was actually filmed in a in as much as of a bunker type environment as they could and can you really tell and uh, so you know, there's magnificent acting, you know, awesome you know, story in the sort of confined sort of space, and then you basically thrust into the Cloverfield universe, and it's like, oh, you know what? This is this is just not really not really working. So, but um, every, everything else though, I thought it was magnificent acting, you know, story itself, awesome, and uh, I concur with uh, Bo's statement. It is it's a must watch. I think that it, like the the acting is beautiful, but the, to me. And, and I've talked to other people that felt the same way. Uh, John, guy that works with me, um, also working for me now, so I can do this podcast. Um, John said the exact same thing that he liked. He loved everything about the movie, but he didn't dig the ending because it was so different, you know, from the beginning. But to me, I just, when I saw it, I, like I saw it in theaters, and, and I was sitting in there in the theaters thinking, like, is this the same movie? And, and I liked that feeling. I liked, I liked how different it was, and, it, and to me, it felt like it went from being a one of the smallest set movies that you could you could possibly make like you know and then just exploding into this huge larger than life movie like in a moment and and to me like i just i really i really dug that a lot mm. but i also get how it's a like it's not done wrong 
but it's like it's a taste. Like it was he he went out on a limb to do that. Like Ooh. it was definitely an unsafe thing to do, and I and I I see that not everybody's gonna like it. And yeah. that's kind of what I I said about the movie, you know, to start with, you know, like um, like when we talked about it on ECN Radio, I basically said like, uh, Matt, you're not gonna dig it. Scott, you'll love this movie. You know, I think it's it's a movie that is gonna hit certain people a certain way, and and if it hits you right, it's gonna be one of your favorite movies. But it's definitely probably not for everybody. And I, I'm glad you liked it. I knew you would. I knew mm. you would like that movie. Oh, it's it's just it's so very well done that I'm willing to yeah I'm willing to get that that slight annoyance. A pass because everything else was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I especially love the. I mean, and that was that wasn't too spoiler, was it? I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty clear. It's no, pretty I obvious. Actually, it's pretty I obvious actually, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the the. I actually also I really really liked um the scene where she breaks she breaks away and, and tries to escape and and the, the ladies on the other side of the of the door and it said yeah and uh, just the just the, the reactions of everybody there everybody just is just like. Shocked that it turns out that that this obviously crazy person could actually be right this one time. Like he's not he's he's not right in the way he thinks he is, but he is actually yeah. right that something is actually happening. It, so, and that's another thing I liked about the movie was I felt like the movie kept twisting. Like it was like in the beginning you're thinking like, okay, is this really going on during the events of Cloverfield, or is this guy just crazy hmm. and have her locked down here? And then whenever they give that reveal with the woman at the door. And you're like, oh well, he must be telling the truth. And then, but he's obviously crazy. And then, and then they have the whole thing with his daughter. And then, and then you know that turns into something else. And then Ooh. that, and then the, and then with the ending of the, it just unfolds like one final time to this like huge reveal of the world outside the hatch. And it's just like to me, to me, the movie just kept like rolling over. It was like it going into the movie. I thought the whole movie was going to be about whether or not this is actually taking place during the events of Cloverfield. And then they, they resolve that in the first, you know, part of the movie and they move on to a new mystery. And then that one's resolved and it's on to a new mystery, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then, then it, it twists back terrible. around. Yeah. And then yeah. it twists back around. It's, it's, it's a cool movie. Cool. Yeah. Movie. So, and then, uh, the last bit, this could have been in the news, but not really. I saved it for the end because it's kind of, um, it's kind of Azrothian times, but not really. um, the Warcraft movie released, or unintentionally released, uh, four clips of the movie, and uh, I got I got a chance to catch them. Did you Did you find them anywhere online? Or no, I couldn't. Like, I couldn't find them. You and I discussed this yesterday. So you, they acted, So they were they were released to, um, to well, they, why were they actually released to the internet at all? Was, was I so don't they know could be... what the story is behind it, but it was right. some other. It was. It was in English, but it was subtitled, and I don't know what language it was subtitled for or why it was released. But right. the the clips when I saw them were, you know, was in in auditorily in English, but it was it was spoken in English, but it had subtitles. And when you, when you say what, clips, how long do these clips actually go for? Because your description sounds like they were like five minutes each or something. There were a couple minutes, yeah. Wow, yeah, no more than five, but yeah, a couple minutes, yeah. Jeez. And um, so you saw twenty minutes was, of the film. I guess so. Yeah, I guess I did. Cool. Like the and I'll, and I'll describe to you what they were. Uh, the first clip was uh, Cadgar. I think Lothar um, are going to visit Medivh in a circular uh, library, but it's not a crazy like floaty book library or anything like that. It's just a library. So it'll I don't be know the tower. It it'll be Medivh's tower. Yeah, I don't know if it was meant to be Karazhan or if it was. You know, I, I don't know. It could have just been a library in Stormwind. I don't know. So 
they show up there and they um they show up there and they're trying to they're trying to explain something to Medivh. I, the clip's not long enough for me to really tell, but Medivh is like pissed that they're even there. He's like, "Why are you bothering me?" And um, he picks up Cadgar like magically and like starts you know beating him against bookshelves. <laughs> and uh, and then finally, uh, Cadgar says uh, says something. I don't remember. I don't remember what he says, but he says it's about something, and then that's enough to like uh, you know cause uh, Medivh to calm down and set him down and then uh that's the end of that scene but it was it looked really cool um and then the next one they showed was uh orgrim and um orgrim and duratan are sitting like at a hilltop looking over their settlement um on azeroth so apparently they've been through the dark portal they've set up camp there half the land is is still lush and green and in the other half is like you know, all ruined by fell magic. And um, they're talking about how nice it is to see snow again because they can see mountains in the distance to have snow on them. And they mention, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's neat because they, they mention, uh, what's the starting zone for the Horde and Warlords of Draenor? Um, where the, you start out as the Frost Wolf Clan and you have to go through all those snow. Oh, like, yeah. Things. Yeah, I can't remember the name. But yeah. they, they somewhat mention that area. I don't know that they actually say the name, but they just say, like, do you remember how we used to you know, hunt uh, these different things in, in the snow and all this kind of stuff. How they haven't seen snow in a long time. And and um, they basically, like, are talking about how, you know, it's nice seeing trees again. And, and they want to stay here. They like they like Azeroth. But then they, they pan over to show all the fell magic ruined land. And uh, Duratan says to Orgrim, like, as long as as long as Gul'dan is in power, he's just going to he's just going to keep ruining, you know, ruining this. And um, and that's the end of that scene. So like it's like I think you know that there that's what's going to the build of the conflict amongst the orcs is going to be is uh, you know as long as Doratan is in power he keeps like fell magicking up the place and, and screwing everything up and they finally see a way of life again on on this new planet that's not ruined yet by fell magic and um, and so they're you know they're hoping to kind of kick him out of power. Um, and let's see, it was four clips. That was two of them. Oh, the third clip was, um, just the scene that's in the trailer. Um, the scene in the trailer where there are Alliance guards walking through the woods and then, um, some orcs show up and, and start beating them up. They showed that, that scene, they showed like a, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes of that scene. And, uh, it was awesome. Like the, the scenes, the way they cut it for the trailer was not nearly as exciting. Um, it was, it was awesome, action-packed, like, brutal, uh, beating each other up kind of, kind of, kind of thing. Why couldn't they just um, sort of stood around and talked it all out? <laughs> Why does it have to be a yeah. fight? <laughs> yeah, well, world, they weren't disagreeing about, uh, about government policies. They were, <laughs> um, but, uh, that, that was that one. I can't, what was the fourth one? That was the fourth. Oh, Corona? the fourth scene was, uh was uh, what now is it Garona? it was Garona. Yeah. the fourth scene was Garona and lothar and lothar's basically saying like you're gonna show me where the orc encampment is and and she's like no i'm not and he's like no you're gonna show me and she says something to him like um um orc children have pets that are more ferocious than you and or something like that and then that, that's all they show that scene it wasn't it didn't reveal a whole lot but um it's just she's saying something badass to lothar well, what um, I'm intrigued about is that Garona is half hawk, half human. How is that possible well, she, if they've only just come to Azeroth where the humans are? 
but that that was retcon. So uh, the original story, you're not wrong. The original story of Garona, she believes she was half human, half orc, mm-hmm. and then they retcon that in the comics by saying that that's what she thought, but it wasn't true. She's actually half drain eye, half orc, mm-hmm. but. Which doesn't make any sense because she doesn't have hooves, she doesn't have horns, she doesn't yeah. look like a train eye at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but in reality, they had one plan for that character, and then they reneged it and just made a new one. Wait, and, so the um, bit where you actually see Garona in the game now, where you grab her as a follower by breaking Gordon's mental control over her, do they yeah. mention that she's half orc and half Draenei in this six, in that section as well? Is that now I think con- so. is that now canon? Yeah, that's canon. Well, the yeah, movie I'm, version I'm, is definitely half orc, half human. No, the movie version is is half Draenei, half orc. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'll look I'm, it up now. I'm willing to bet that that's not the case. It's in all uh-huh. of the review material. All of the the pre release material for this movie mentions that she is half orc, half human, and is torn between her love for a human dude and her duty to the orcs. That may be true. I might have it backwards. Then it might have been re- it might have been retconned the other way. So then my stand, I, then my stand put is, was back to where I was. How is that possible? <laughs> if they've only just met the humans. <laughs> uh, all right. So according to the Wikipedia page, she is half orc, half drain eye. Right. And that is on uh, that's the game Wikipedia page. Yeah. So what about the movie version? I'm trying to see if I can find anything on the movie. Yeah. On, all right. So on IMDb. Grona is half orc, half human. I mean, I'm sorry, half orc, half drain eye. In INDB. Yep. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it says because uh, I'm telling you, you're not like you're. That's right. At one point, they said she was half human, but they they totally retconned it. Right. They they made it like she just didn't know. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, that was intriguing. We've learned something. You've learned something about <laughs> about uh, Warcraft canon. Yeah, don't tell us, don't, uh, don't teach you stuff. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the Chinese WoW movie. Is, uh, China has produced its own WoW film uh, called, um, I think it translates to My My WoW or, or I Love WoW or something to that effect. And oh. it's the story, it's, it's sketchy about the details, but it's not sanctioned by Blizzard. It deals with... <laughs> deals with a, a guy, a player of the game who somehow gets transported into the WoW universe. <laughs> Every player's well, dream come yeah. true. Which I actually think sounds friggin' awesome. Alright, so um, it's confirmed to have Alex Straza um, and <laughs> as a character and High Lord Bolivar. Or at least, at the very least, characters that look like them. So at the it's Wowtron. Yeah, so they've got so they've got some pretty famous Chinese actors, and and uh, one of them looks exactly like Alex Drauzer, and one of them looks exactly like High Lord Bolivar. Um, so I'm not too sure exactly. So the details are sketchy because China's just not releasing the information. But it comes out a week before the actual Warcraft movie does. <laughs> So people, are, you know, people online are basically joking around saying that it's their sort of asylum sort of deal. You know how asylum just rips off other films? That China's yeah. essentially pulled off an asylum and has ripped off the Warcraft movie. I, and I, 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 actually think this sounds, I actually think this sounds more exciting. Yeah, I, I have to get a copy of this movie. I hope they're going to English dub it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I actually think it sounds pretty cool. I, I want to see how it's done. Because, yeah, cause like Crystal said, it's basically it's like a Wartron. It's basically what it yeah. is. Warcraft Tron. So, well, have you ever uh, heard of the anime uh, Sword Art Online? Yes, that's uh, that's similar to that, where it's like people are like trapped inside the game or whatever. Hmm. 
Well, it's an actual Warcraft universe. Yeah. Or, or, really... or maybe. I'm thinking, I'm really hoping that they sort of slightly change their names and stuff. <laughs> so instead of Alex Straza, it's, you know, Alex... Alex Raza. Alex, Alex Raza. <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to this more than I had to the other one. Dude, I want to get a copy of it. There's got to be bootlegs somewhere. There's got to be. Yeah, we'll, we'll find. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll, I don't mean I, we don't I, on uh, NCP. We don't condone torrenting, uh, but uh, if that's the only way to get one, I might have to <laughs> break the rules. We'll see. How I, it goes. You know, I've been saying that I wanted a copy of that Fantastic Four movie. You know. Yeah. And uh, I, I see it all the time. Though I always see it at cons. Yeah. And and I I'm always like trying to find it like I'm like I'm like uh, l- looking through bootlegs but then when I find it it's always like twenty five dollars and I'm like I'm not gonna pay twenty five dollars for I'll, a movie I've that someone it. downloaded and then printed out a copy <laughs> <laughs> I've got it I'm telling you it's worth it it's actually worth the twenty five dollars it's comedy gold <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it you can the whole movie's on YouTube oh really. Yeah, someone posted it on, or it was at one time, and it got taken down, but uh, it was on YouTube, because I watched it, uh, I didn't actually sit down and like watch it all the way through, but I just kind of skipped through and, and watched it sort of in chapters, but yeah, uh, um, yeah I've, I've actually like seen it, but I want I, I want a, a physical copy of it. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out May 20th in American cinemas, we have uh, the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you Which decided to laugh was a thing until just now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Didn't that movie already come out? No, that was Bad Neighbors. It was called Bad Neighbors here, but Neighbors in America. Oh, but yeah, this is the sequel. Is different. Yeah, this is the sequel. Is it the Chinese version? <laughs> uh, the Nice Guys and Hard Sell. Oh, you get the Nice Guys. I want to see that. Just, wasn't there already a movie called The Nice Guys? Uh, that's The Other Guys. Is it? Uh, yeah, The Other Guys. We don't get Nice yeah. Guys until the 26th of May. I'm disappointed because I want to see that bad. Shane Black's new film. Yeah. Uh, in Australian cinemas on May 19... Oh, sorry, I'm thinking of Wise Guys. Oh, Wise Guys, okay. At May 19, we get Criminal... Starring Kevin uh, Kevin Costner and Ryan Reynolds. Um, I don't know if it's based on the comic criminal, but there you go. Um, a documentary called Highly Strung. Uh, Scott Hicks delves into the world of classical music. Uh, we also get... Oh, I get the pun now. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also get Keanu, which, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a crime comedy. It's got... Keanu, as in Reeves? No, it's... it's you know, just the word oh, it's Keanu. Got the cat, right? It's yeah, got a cat in it. It's got a cat on the poster. I, I look. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Let's have a look. It looks. Like I think shit. it's like a stoner movie. Oh, is it? Uh. Like I don't necessarily know that it's like Pineapple Express, but I think it's like a movie that's just meant to be like silly and. Oh, uh, here you go. It's comedy duo <laughs> Key, and, Key and Peele, Method Man, and Will Fort lead this crime comedy following two straight-laced cousins who enter their neighborhood's criminal underground to save their stolen and adorable kitten. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be passing. So but, obviously, the Keanu's the name of the cat. Yeah, Keanu's the name of the cat. Yeah, uh, the meddler Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon starting as a doting mother and divorcee, start trying to start a new life. It's also got Australia's own Rose Byrne. Um, so, so does uh, Bad Neighbors too. Yes, Rose Byrne is <laughs> on fire. Go Rose Byrne. Uh, we've also got um, last but not least, X Men Apocalypse. Well, if you read the reviews, definitely least. 
This film's getting slammed. Like <laughs> yeah. Batman and Superman style. Uh, we saw the title for that good. too. And, and my comment was, why, do these pe- why is it always the end of the world with these people? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. And you're so right. It always is the end of the world. So yeah, the, the reviews, are, the, the pre-release reviews are in and uh, it's not looking good for this film. So, uh, and to be honest with you, I actually don't care. Actually, I, I've lost interest. Yeah, okay. oh, but I liked, I liked, I liked Days of Future Past. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not going to rush out and see it like I would one of the Marvel Studios films. So I'm kind of over it. What do you reckon, Bo? Yeah, I, I didn't even really like Days of Future Past that much. Yeah, well, there you go. See, it's it doesn't get a pass from the NCP crew. <laughs> not even on the superhero film scale. Days of Future fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huzzah! Oh man, that should have been my end tag thing. I haven't thought of one. Yep, um, so that's it for the show, and thank you, David. Oh, did you have to do me first? <laughs> see how hard this is now. Oh, it, is, it is bloody hard. I, I fail it every time I'm on the end of it. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it from me, and that's it from him. <laughs> or her. <laughs> that, was so, that was so crap, I had to try to steal it from, her, from a classic comedians. Yes. And I still stubbed it up. <laughs> All right, and Crystal... And they pull it out punches. Okay. <laughs> that was Bye. a reference to the film. To which film? Civil War. The Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Black Widow was pulling her punches when she was fighting Hawkeye. Oh, oh it all comes around full it's circle. Funnier when you have to. So you're explain a professional, it. a professional <laughs> podcaster. I just come in here and just meddle to try and get it done. Thank you very much for your hosting efforts, bro. You're a legend. All right, thank I, you. Thanks for letting me host. No, no, no. I, you're, you're you can, welcome to you anytime have you chair want. Back. You have the chair back next week. Okay, thanks, mate. Unless, of course, we get letters. <laughs> if you want Bo to take over per, per, um, permanently, please let me know, because I'm happy for that to happen. <laughs> no, nobody write that letter. Nobody write <laughs> Bye. Bye. You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.